Okay, we, we got our boomerang. Can we can we start? Yes, we can start. <laughs> okay, good. Because we've already started, but that's okay. <laughs> no, it was just like it was like five seconds ago. Okay, all right. <laughs> all right. So we've got Silver on again. Hi, Silver. I miss you. Hello. How are we? We're awesome. We've been talking for a little while before this. Um so I'm thrilled to have you back. And not only because you guys gang up on me every time you're together, which is hilarious, but because you started a book club together, which is super fun and I love. And I wanted to see how that was going because I just I'm thrilled that you guys are friends now. It makes me very happy. Um, I don't know. It was kind of my idea to start it, but I want to hear Chelsea's take first. I think it's going well. I'm weird I'm reading a weird ass book, uh, excuse my language, a weird book. You can, you can swear. I never would have picked up, but I got to a chapter today that made me pause and stop reading. And I think that was the purpose of us choosing this book. So I think it's going pretty well. Yeah. I think when we first met, Chelsea couldn't be in the first meeting, but when we first met, I was like, I want to like put stuff on our like book club TBR that like we wouldn't go out of our way to read otherwise you know kind of like forcing us in a way which now that we're like me i'm like a little bit deep in this book and like chelsea is too i'm now thinking okay maybe we should take like a breather with one we all want to read next book and then like go back and forth but so we're i'm literally just reballing this book club thing i have no clue like no structure so we figured out discord that was cool yes it's like cute because I'm like looking at your little Discord icon and then I'm looking at mine above that and it just says BC question mark because we still haven't named our book. Oh, yeah, club. we haven't named the book club. It's just book club. Discord's fun. Yeah. It's a good little spot. Mm -hmm. I was thinking I might I, I might move us to Riverside. Riverside's like an actual podcast thing, but we've just I mean just the whole point of this was so casual, but it makes me happy. Chelsea was a little obsessed with you, not to call her out or anything like that. After we did the thing, she's like, I love your friend. She's great. I was like, I do too. She's awesome. <laughs> I had a good touch, okay? Why you got to put me out there? I have I'm to. Gonna do it too. Tell me more. Tell me more. Stop. I don't have book friends. I have friends that will read a book, but they're not like a book lover. They just yeah. read the book because I gave it to them and they're like, thank you. This is thoughtful. I'll, I'll read it. And I'm like, thank you for reading it. But girl, if you hate it, don't do it. It's yeah. fine. And you want someone to like chat about the book with, like be passionate about it, I guess. Yeah. And also like, I can't remember the last time I read a book and I was actually getting into it and I wasn't just reading it to pass time. Cause that's really how I read. It's just free time thing. And I'm here taking notes. I feel so invigorated. I'm like, yeah. oh, look at me putting this time aside to read these really wild ass chapters right and i was like if chelsea can't get through a court of silver flames without like some type of like maybe we all reread a court of silver flames so we can chat about it because like who cares we have the time we could literally be in a book club forever and i just love the concept of reading all the time and discussing yeah i feel like it's more fun when you discuss too so guys live the mediterranean lifestyle just hang out and read and ponder and eat grapes oh as long as i also have alcohol yeah yeah wine. Well, wine they love wine mm -hmm. i would have done really well in greece like during all that i think i would too oh, man. who is the god 
is it a donus with the diagnosis diagnosis me and him bffs yeah in the percy jackson series he's such a clown oh speaking of did you see they already finished casting everyone for the yeah. amazon series like they wrapped on filming Jeez. oh my god so wait when is the release i don't know they have a, oh. they're being really tight-lipped about a lot i want to i just want to see how they break it down like is it going to be how they did with unfortunate series where it was like a chapter by chapter thing that was a great or, show that was a which really i great really show. do love how they did the series like i was so into that Me too. and i never even read the books as a kid i like that wasn't my thing they were creepy and as I hell think i Ugh. read them in i think i reread them in like middle school maybe but never got into them. The show, however, made me so into the storyline that for some reason the book never did for me. No offense, which is funny speaking as a book lover, but never did it for me. Yeah. That show was amazing. So if they did Percy Jackson, like how they kind of storylined unfortunate events, I would be super happy. Well, Percy Jackson itself, like is broken down like summer to summer to summer to summer, except for like the last book. So I really do think that like the series itself will be one book or like the first season. And they'll break it down like based off of like first day at camp and then like they like i feel like they'll have less laggy bits but each episode i think will have like a like they'll break up the whole book into like i don't know i want to say seasons does that make sense like it within the yeah yeah so. it's just so good amazon is such a powerhouse it blows my mind so everyone hated the uh everyone hated the lord of the Rings series they put out but i thought it was wonderful and it was beautiful and everything about it was fun and colorful i'm sitting here thinking they really can't screw anything up even if people hate it it doesn't really matter like the budget the uh the entertainment world's weird because if it doesn't make money in the first week it freaks everyone out and then the investors panic and they're like this is bad this is a total failure and i'm like god just because you didn't clear 200 billion dollars with your latest marvel movie you can't always so matt talks about this a lot you can't always set the new high watermark you can't do it every time and that's always the that's okay it's totally fine yeah like a new thing huh? well because so back then so many movies would make their money back on dvd sales that right. like if it sucked in box office they really didn't care yeah. right because it was going to do so well usually afterward that they would get the money back now the reason movies are like so pushy and, they, and they're all kind of like the same theme right now too because like that's what's selling is because they only really make the money on launch date mm-hmm. and then after that it's kind of like trickles down to almost nothing right how do the streaming services how, how like how does a studio make money by selling to a streaming service it's probably not per view it's got to be just like a flat fee that they negotiate right so how I understand it, and maybe we should Google to confirm, but the studio makes money when they like- Facts are lame. <laughs> when they like sell to Netflix or sell the rights to uh, Amazon or whatever, like they, they're making their money. But like, I think that there's like a bidding like situation on something that's coming out. Like, um, I'm trying to think of what they just, Uncharted, that movie with um, Tom Holland. Yeah. Like it was movie. supposed to be on, it was slotted to be on Netflix for a certain day and it got pushed, I think, because there was like a problem with like the licensing. I think they were like up against a bidding war. And then Glass Onion too, I think. Um, but then some shows leave Netflix and get um, put on other shows or on other streaming platforms. So like, I think that's that's how they make their money. But I also think that based off the success of the like 
movie is where they also make their other revenue. Like I think about like actors getting followers overnight or like uh, product placement, like ads. Did you see, and I forget the guy's name, he's really famous. Did you see the interview with the guy who plays um, uh, Ma Anthony Mackie, that's who it is, where someone said, hey, look, <clears throat> what's you know what's the difference nowadays? And he said, well, it used to be you'd go see a, a Clint, I'm paraphrasing, it used to be you'd go see a Clint Eastwood movie because you're there to see Clint Eastwood. He's the hero. You don't do that now. You don't go see an Anthony Mackie movie. You go see a Captain America movie because you're there to see Captain America, and that's what it is. Yeah. You don't give a shit who yeah. the actor is. It could be really anyone at this point. And that's Marvel just absolutely dominated that, which kind of sucks because Tom Cruise is like the last and Leo. Tom Cruise and Leo are like two of the last remaining ones. And Margot Robbie, I put her up there too. You go see a movie for those people, but um, well, there's definitely more people on that list for me. Right, but... those are the easy ones though. Yeah, I mean Meryl Streep. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just mean it's like it's a dying. It's a dying. His point was, and this is not my point. It's his point. It's sort of a dying way of doing things. Now, a studio is more interested in making a character and they don't care as much about the actor playing it as long or actress, as long as they, as long as the character is built and the character sells. I don't know if I agree with that. Mm. But what's the counter? So what's the counterpoint? I mean, I just think that maybe it's because I am not, I don't do it that way personally. Like if I like an actress and I see her in something I like, I'll, start watching her and everything no matter yeah. what it is like Kristen Bell I will I will consume anything Kristen Bell is in like she is phenomenal um girl hmm? Reese Witherspoon anything she's yes. in and anything she's in Aniston yes Jennifer Aniston um trying to think of like Ashton Kutcher was just in a movie okay, with I will be there <laughs> yes Pedro anything i mean i don't even like the mandalorian like i don't even like star wars all that much but i still watch the mandalorian because he is so pedro pascal fine. yeah did you watch yeah. the last of us say one more time did you watch the last of us i'm uh, waiting for it to come out like all of it it's it's wild it's good i never played the video games and i really don't watch hardly any tv this is the only real show that i'm paying attention to but um, so we're, we're the same generation, all three of us. And I think we still see things that way because that's kind of how we grew up. I don't know if the younger generations are like that. I think they're the ones that Mr. Mackey was kind of talking about, mm. but I don't know. Maybe, Cause I really don't know that many kids to be honest it with It could be a gender thing. Cause so? I feel like a lot of young girls fall in love with these male actors and that's it. Yeah. They don't even care about superheroes, but they're going to watch every single movie that Aaron Taylor Johnson is in. I'm sorry, Timothy Chalamet. Girls go crazy for him. I don't see it. Girls really care that much about Dune. Like a lot of these young 10 year old girls, 12 year old girls. No. Yeah. Also, they're crushed. Yeah. And he's, I don't know. Looks like a starving Victorian child. some girls. <laughs> fan behavior. Like, I feel like, like fan culture, like women, like have really driven like, like people's careers on that point like i do think timothy chalamet being like hot and cute and you know a bunch of girls having a giant fan crush on him it, like attributed to his career now he's blown up Thank but the thing is it's a marketing move at this point a lot of boys or men whatever you want to call them that are becoming actors they're like trying to be the boy of the month yeah like it's a running hashtag joke that marketing people are trying to use now yeah 
about marketing yourself to like this. I, I mean, I think about TikTok. It's the easiest way to do it to market yourself on TikTok as like the cute new boy or the cute new whatever. Like it's, yeah, I've gotten snagged. You, we, okay, Pedro Pascal is like the perfect example. This man was just chilling, relaxing. And suddenly because of social media and girls making fan edits, he's like one of the number one people trending on like TikTok and Instagram and basically social media because of like fun little fan edits. And now people yeah. are watching The Last of Us and that have never played the video game, girls specifically and boys that aren't into video games. And you know, girls play video games. I shouldn't say that, whatever. But like literally just because of Pedro Pascal and because of TikTok and Instagram, you have all these kids watching movies. It's just like a little butterfly effect, but it's so interesting, the marketing that happens on TikTok specifically. Yeah. yeah. Do you think the Disney, like the Disney effect sort of plays into that? That's exactly what came to mind when you started talking about that. It feels like most of the male Disney stars had exactly that experience. I feel like most stars right now are having that experience. I, I feel like you're, you're using Disney as like basically this, the gold standard, which I do think it is, but I'm talking like early two thousands. Like that was, I mean, Zac Efron age, stuff like that. Oh, like, well, in the early 2000s, TikTok didn't exist. So right, like right, right. it need, they, like, I do think Disney was like, let's bring the new teen heartthrob, put them on a show and have them blow up. Zach Afrin is a great example of that. Justin Bieber. You know, they gave him one High School Musical movie, and now there's five of them, or was there four? I have. They keep going. They have a TV <laughs> they, show. They need to be four, and then they made another High School Musical show. Oh no, wait! There was three, and the third one came out in theaters. I remember that because I have the third one on DVD somewhere behind me. It's just crazy to me because, I mean, these, these kids are 17 to 21 years old and they're basically being groomed. Like it's very, it's, it's weird almost. It's strange. Right. Well, sometimes they're younger, but yeah, no, no. A lot I, of those Disney, have you guys read, oh, I'm sorry, I keep like referencing books. Have you guys read, um, I'm glad my mother died by Jeanette McCurdy. No, but I've heard of it. He, and I know who she is. Been, She's Sam Puckett from iCarly, yep. and she, her whole book talks a lot about her career and how she started so young and, like, what that did to her, like, body image and, like, how she just really wanted to, like, grow up and couldn't type of thing. Um, like, how she basically developed an eating disorder to try to stay looking younger so she could keep playing younger parts. So I do think, like, I don't know if grooming is the right word, but I do think there is, like, a bunch of, like, social pressure in that community to, like, be young, look young, even if you're not, I guess. You're right. The signals, the signals it sends is, like, oh, you can get this role, but you need to be 14, and you're 17, so we got to figure this out somehow. What are we going to do? Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, there's a lot of ageism in California. Yeah. I mean, not California. I'm sorry. Hollywood. Hollywood. Same difference. (laughs) Well, I was saying Hollywood, California in my head, but um, <laughs> there's a lot of ageism. I mean, you see it with all the actresses and, and the actors, because men do it too. They start getting Botox, they start dyeing their hair, they start doing little changes just because it keeps them looking younger and they can keep getting the parts that they want. Yeah. And I mean, I get it. You know, like if I worked in Hollywood, I'd probably do it too. The only thing I don't like is that a lot of them are starting so young too. Cause I think that sucks. Like if you're old and doing it, 
valid whatever you want to stay in hollywood okay but if you're like 22 and you're already getting botox and like doing these kind of structural differences to your face and putting in fillers i just feel like in the long run i mean your body is still growing and it's still changing and if you're a woman and you're having gotten pregnant yet and you plan to do that your body completely transforms after that i mean literally even your skin texture changes sometimes so like i think hollywood i don't like the branding it's done and promoting so much like perfection yes and just the unsustainable ways that these kids are being promoted to do it it's sad because i am fully i'm full support of like you plastic surgery get plastic surgery if you want to fix something about yourself fix something about yourself but as long as you're doing it for yourself and in that environment it's hard to like pick out whether they're doing it yourself for the career all right sorry about that we're back go ahead you were talking about um you know what you're talking about hi um i was saying like what was I saying? I'm sorry. We were, we were kind of talking about the the way that the perfection thing gets stuck into the entertainment world, which I don't think is new, to be honest with you. Right. And I was saying that, like, I, I think that anybody can get any sort of work done that they want or, like, they want to get lip filler. I don't care they as do long as they're you. doing it for themselves. And in that type of environment where, like, the pressure is to look younger, it's hard to tell if you're really doing it for yourself or your career or for other people or for money. Body modification is kind of interesting because people always bring that up in tattoos. They're like, oh my God, what are you doing? You can't get rid of this. I'm like, dude, it's, if it's for you, like, who cares? Like, it doesn't really matter. But if it's a nose job or anything like that, if you're making a modification, you should do it not for your job, not for what you do, not for your family, but simply because it's your choice. And you, you if you want to live a certain type of lifestyle, you should probably have that option. Right? Yeah. I mean, that's at least what I think. Yeah, I agree. So. As well- they're doing it for themselves right right well this kind of brings me to this because i mean you can't really alienate your family you don't want to do that because you have like a tribe that you want to exist in unless your family is really unhealthy and doing their own thing but so kevin o'leary who i go back and forth on because I, i i enjoy his hustle mentality but i think sometimes he says things that are just absurd and i think he does it purely for the engagement but he did something he said something recently he put it on twitter it went super viral it's basically like look nothing else matters again paraphrasing you're you can your mom can hate you you can do this someone can die you can lose all your friends as long as you make enough money that you're now free and i'm sitting there i'm like okay like i get what you're saying because then you can live whatever life you want but i also think you're entirely wrong because my life is fully dictated by my friends i i literally don't have any motivation besides i want to make more friends i don't care money does not matter to me it doesn't i fully believe that you will create it if you're doing good work and you're improving everyone's life around you. And I think that's the mentality that brings us all into the future. Hmm. You disagree? No. No. I think that's just like a lot to unpack. Sure. Mm, I mean, if i i mean i don't have a lot of friends but i do have a lot of like good friends and i do have like a lot of friends that i would prefer i have a lot of friends that like i i know aren't really good friends and then i have my good friends and i prefer it that way i don't need to be friends with everybody i also don't need a lot of friends because there's just no way they're all going to be good friends sure yeah 
I'm much okay. more of a quality over quantity kind of person. Yeah. I, I feel like that. you're maybe a quantity over quality type of person, John. Well, I think there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with either perspective. Mine is sort of, mine is sort of like, look, you basically have to treat your time like a budget, and if you if you spread it too thin, then nothing works. Like you're not able to actually put time towards anything. So you have to really allocate your time intelligently, I think, because we don't have that. Yeah. It's like the one resource we have. Like money is fake. It's made up. It is what it is. But time is the one thing you have in your existence to determine whatever you want. And so I kind of put it towards, look, I can cut out a lot of stuff that doesn't matter and create more friendships and relationships. And you really don't have to put a lot of time into a friendship for it still to be civil and nice and good. Like it's, and then it's someone you see twice a year and you're like, oh my gosh, it's so good to see you. Wonderful. How are you? Good. Awesome. Great. And now you can say, you know, that person and you can say, I'm friends with them. I like them. They're good. I support them unless they do something really stupid, but then you're not trying to insult you, but that's something. The what? I realized you have a very different definition to what a friend is than what I do. Absolutely. Most people call it an acquaintance. So yeah. you're, you're basically just talking about networking. I don't know. Like, uh, there are a ton of people that know who I am that, like, if I see out, I'm like, hello. And then they never exist again. So Chelsea, um, Chelsea called it networking earlier and disagreed. I th- I don't network. I make friends. That's all I do. Because I don't you're want... You're networking, John. No, it's network... very transparent behavior. This is the problem. John thinks that networking means you have something to gain. I don't want anything from you. I do. He associates <laughs> networking with. But he is gaining something. He's what, gaining what? my own happiness. To to. He's gaining. You're gaining a contact. Yes. Yeah. No, I'm yes. gaining my own happiness. I don't give a shit. It doesn't matter past okay, that. Then you, then I... No, I, I disagree. With that. You are networking every day of your life, whether you think you are or not. Yeah. You're even networking with your family members. Not just they're in positions that are going to help you. Yeah, but I don't want to yeah. think of it that way. Because if you think of it that way, then your I life is so. That way for it to be that. It's so vapid. It's like, I'm just here to meet you because I can get something from you later. I don't want anything from you. That's different. That That's a vapid person network. Super. Networking is vapid. Right. Yeah. That's just why I don't like it. I disagree no, with it. That networking isn't vapid. That's oh. a vapid person networking. Oh, I thought you said it is. No. Okay. My bad. As, John, we I know you pretty well, I think, maybe a little bit well. And I don't think you're a vapid or selfish person. That's why okay. I'm not offended by like anything you're saying. But somebody who felt like they had like a genuine real connection with you and that they might be like, John Cole's one of my best friends. To hear you like say that, you know, you're just like, oh, they're just a friend, but I like to make a bunch of friends because like whatever, I don't need to like blah 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 blah. It's probably pretty hurtful to hear from like the tail end of that. So I'm not trying to insult you, though. Just putting that out there. I see what you're saying. So I know a lot of people. I know a couple people that are like this, that just everywhere they go, they create friends. And I, they genuinely in their heart, and you can see it, because I think human bullshit detectors are so good. Like, we, no one can hide anything unless you're an absolute psychopath. And that's the only... Yeah. And I don't think I'm a psychopath. I feel empathy, as far as I know. But, I mean... You can you can see these people and you're like you genuinely are just having a good time like you're just having yeah. fun and you like everybody around you and they like you that's my goal that's what I that's what you I enjoy be likable and charismatic and not be like all of these people are my friends for today yeah. but maybe not tomorrow so I think yeah exactly. it's, that it's, can be your new goal your new goal could be just the most likable person the most charismatic person but saying like the using the term friend it it feels like you're 
almost like like I think friendship by definition is not what you were describing. It, yeah, it just kind of distinguish it. It diminishes the definition of friendship. Yeah, and I think and I think that's a fair point. But again, maybe because I define friendship as a little bit more, I don't know, like emotional connection, communication. Yeah, like more constant community, like not constant, but I mean, I have like a pretty damn consistent rapport with the people I consider friends. Like I text them every single week. I have like friends with them. There are consistent communication, like lines, like patterns, but memes, or you're swiping up on their story, or like you're sending them something that you thought. And then there are like acquaintances that like, yeah, I have them on Instagram, but they're not my friend. And like, I think it's a mutual understanding that we're not friends, but we're good acquaintances. I like what they're doing and it's cool seeing what they're posting, but I'm not going to go to them and be like, Hey, I'm getting married. Please come. You know? Yeah. Yeah, John, like if you got married, who would you invite? My who, list, who would be? It's going to be a short. That's a really good question. That's what I consider a friend. So, yeah. Okay. And so, would you pay to be at your wedding? Like you have to pay this money, dude. Maybe. Like, or like a good friend, I should say. A wedding to me would at least need to be a good friend or a best friend. So I, I spend a lot of time with you two, at least digitally. And I give you a lot of my attention because I like you both. And Because we're friends. Right. And that's fine. Are we? Yeah, abs- or are we absolutely no. in your friend networking are you networking us john are no. you networking us no. oh my god that's why he connected us that's literally what that's what networking is i said you guys <laughs> would be friends and you were friends was i wrong no you were wrong i wasn't wrong i knew you'd be good friends i improved your life by connecting you you're welcome and so my point is and I, i'm not trying not to give you a reason to interject here because i know you're going to beat me up over it but I think maybe I see things a little simpler than you do because, all right. So I was at lunch the other day, a few weeks ago, and I was, I was meeting with an, an old friend of mine and I consider them a friend. And uh, we were talking, having a good time, had a beer or two. And he said, look, how do you feel about like, how do you feel about this guy? I was like, oh, I like that guy. Yeah, they're great. And I was telling my interactions with them. And he said, oh, okay. All right. And then like three or four other people came up in the conversation. And my response to each of those was, Oh yeah, I like that guy. Yeah, he's super nice. Like I had like a good thing to say about him. And the guy I was having lunch with said, "Dude, do you, do you not like anybody?" And I said, "I do, but you won't ever hear about it. There's no like I would never mention it because I don't care. Life is so short. That's just how I see mm. things." Like you mm. lost me. I know. No, I get. He's saying does he that his friend was saying like, "Is there anybody you don't like?" Yeah. Oh, don't like. I'm sorry. I heard do like. Oh, mm. yeah, no. No, I just not like. I just wouldn't ever um, there are people in my life I don't like anymore. There are people in my life that at one point I liked and now I don't. So when people ask me about them, like, I'm very because I'm a mature adult, I'm just like straight up, like that person did me dirty. So I don't like them. You know what I mean? But that doesn't mean like, it doesn't really mean anything. You know, that doesn't waste my time. First of all, John, to not like them if it was brought up in conversation. And it doesn't mean I actually care. Just is what it is. Liking them and not liking them takes the same energy, in my opinion. You know one of my favorite things about you? I don't think you could lie if you tried. You wouldn't be able to. I'm kind of a good liar. I'm, I'm sure <laughs> you are, but I you just you say it exactly how you see it. Yeah, that's true. But that's yeah. just who I am as a person. Does it mean she's uh, not a good liar? I'm think... sure if the person she doesn't like is in front of her, she'll act just fine. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's actually maybe. not true, Chelsea. Was like, eh. um, I have a really <laughs> good poker face. I've seen. There are. I've seen. I, I've. I'm gonna test. If I don't like you and that makes you uncomfortable, maybe you shouldn't do the shitty things that made me not like you. Dude, my you favorite, know what I mean? My favorite thing so, was walking into a bar with Silver. Yeah. My other friends come up and she's like, "Hey, I don't like you for this reason," and I'm like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> It makes him so uncomfortable. What are you doing? I have a few friends of John's that I do not like, and none of them will ever know. And that's fine. That's, that's, fine. that's fine. But why be like that? Because I do feel like that sometimes... Because I don't want to ruin other people's friendships. Sure. I don't think it would ruin John's friendship for me to have a problem with... It, it wouldn't. You think it would? It wouldn't. I'm, I'm saying you'd be fine. Some people, yes. If I didn't like... John, if I didn't... I don't know your girlfriend, preface. If I hated your girlfriend, that I would keep to myself. Because I respect you. And so I would just never... You should never say anything about the romantic partner. Because if they break up and get back together, now you're the asshole. But also, like, John... I'm sorry. John has all of these friends. I'm using air quotes. So, sure. like... If I do not like them, he doesn't really care. Well, I know <laughs> well, that no, I... But I'm not saying, like, specifically John. Like, John knows what friends I don't like. Yeah. But... They don't know. Oh. And that's fine. My, but do you not? Uh, I don't fine know. Fine for people. Not to. My 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 whole point. My whole point was kind of just like it's. It's not Maddie. I love Maddie B. Yeah, Matt's great. Also, also, I, we didn't mention it. Matt's on his honeymoon right now. That's why he's not here. And then he's getting married next week. So congrats, Matt. Congrats on. Wait. Yeah, he's finding a, a woman that likes you. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, it's dope. Okay, sure. I'm Erica's going. Cool. I can't wait. Erica's awesome. I don't think I know those people. Do I know those people? You, I was really hoping the next time you were on, you'd get to meet Matt because you guys would have a weird clash of personalities and it would be a blast. Uh, it would be interesting because Matt would say something and you'd be like, hang on, I disagree with that. And he'd be like, oh, oh. baby, let's go. He loves a good disagreement. He loves a good disagreement. He loves pushing my buttons like nobody else. It's unbelievable. It's amazing. to be pushed. Holy shit. There are a few people on this planet that can really, truly push my buttons, and Matt Brown knows how to do it. Mm. I love him for it. Matt is too nice to ever push mine, but I'm sure he could. He, he could. looks like the type of person that knows people's buttons. Give him the time and the, the effort and the opportunity and he'll do it. He's good at it. He's got that business mind where he's like, I'm going to find the problem. I'm going to break it down. I'm going to solve it. And I'm going to package you something that you can buy. But he, for whatever reason, wants to go save the world and be a doctor. It's bullshit. Um, I disagree. <laughs> I know. I, I say that sarcastically. It's good for him. He's doing he's doing great things. Good for him for getting married in this economy. I know, seriously. I think his I I don't yeah, I don't want I don't want to talk too much details about it. All right, I need to pee. You guys cool with a break? Yeah. Sweet. BRB. It's don't be sorry. You made a great point. Um so my and what you just said is very valid. It's basically like, look, if someone does something really really stupid, it's kind of our social responsibility to call them out and say, "Look, you're you're doing something that is not acceptable." as a human in a human setting and we need to fix that. And it's probably right. because you've never been told no before and that's okay. It is what it is. I'm telling you no now, learn from it. Yeah. My, so, and I, and I actually do agree with that. My, my only, my only change is usually that I don't, I don't ever really think that people will change their behavior based on what someone else tells them. I think they just need to feel the pain of the failure and then they will realize that change needs to happen. 
but what what is the failure because so here's here's my example and i'm gonna like remove names so if you wanted if i don't know are we recording we are i'd re yeah keep names out of it if possible it's fine. Name no, names. Huh? names yeah. redacted names redacted i don't edit so in a situation where like this let's do the cut and dry like you have a boyfriend and you cheated on him and um okay actually this is easier I have a guy friend and he is cheating on his girlfriend and I know his girlfriend. I'm friends with his, her, his girlfriend. Do I tell his girlfriend? Is it not my business? Or, or do I just tell him, Hey, this behavior is unacceptable. I'm not going to be friends with you. If you're going to act like this. Here's it's tricky when you're the friend, because when I found out my friend was getting cheated on, I told her, mm -hmm. but I was friends with her boyfriend. Right. It is tricky when you're the friend because when I'm because I've been in all of the situations I've been the person that didn't know they had a girlfriend I've been the person that was friends with the girl that he cheated on her with and now I know but now I also know am I duty bound to tell this girl by some like woman code or like am I friends with all of them in the situation in this situation I'm friends with the guy and the girl like traditionally in a friendship setting I just like to look at the problem and be like, you are the problem, fix it. And I want my words to have meaning. So therefore I'm never ever going to pretend like we're okay after this. That's the failure in my opinion, John. That's why I think they will change their behavior. Because if I just say what I mean, like you're not a good person for doing this and then my actions back that up, then maybe they'll learn from it. That's how I go through life. The maybe that's wrong. The failure that I would see that would change the behavior is that the other person figures out, breaks up with them and says, well, it's because you did this dumb thing. And now they have to sit with themselves and figure it out. The only difference would be if you've got a third party involved and third party creates influence on one of the first two parties, it's a really easy scapegoat to say, oh, it's because it's because third party did this action. It's their fault that this happened. And I am free of blame, which is a problem because if humans are free of blame, they fucking repeat the same stupid mistakes over and over and over. We're so bad at that. We hate blaming ourselves. We have to be the only thing to blame if we're ever going to blame ourselves. That's it. You have to take responsibility for your shit. You have I feel to. like daily I take responsibility for like past shitty actions. Like John's seen me do some really not okay things. I'm like, like I've had to reap the consequences of that. You know what I mean? So I don't know, maybe because I've self-reflect, I know I feel like other people are capable of self-reflection, but well, so I think, I, it, I mean, I think this is like, it, it kind of goes in two extremes and Chelsea, I actually feel like you're going to have an opinion on this and I don't know why, but I think it's either you've got, you've got literally two camps here with very few in between. You've got, I will blame everyone but myself for everything that happens. I refuse to blame myself. I'm in, I am infallible. And you've got Everything is my fault. Oh my God, why am I like this? And there's so few people that are, I think the people in between are the unicorns that are able to like scientifically break it down, figure it out and make an unemotional decision and then move forward based on that. It's fucking mm. hard to do. Right. Well, I'm not saying I don't always feel either way. Right. Like sometimes I feel like I'm the problem and I feel the other way. That's tough to do. That's something we're not equipped for. It's just situational. Think so? Mm -hmm. You know when you fuck up and you know when someone else fucks up. Now, whether you decide to admit it is a whole different thing. Mm -hmm. as, as a man, I know I work a little bit differently, but we definitely have like 
big monkey brain and the monkey brain like once you've kind of identified you've got human brain and monkey brain and if you think about it this way you can try to fix it but human brain says no this is why this happened it makes sense there's logic behind it monkey brain says no monkey is right listen to monkey you'll feel better and like that takes over a lot of the time it's it's actually astounding (laughs) monkey brain like misogyny like your excuse brain yeah i really don't like hearing you talk about yourself like that john you're very intelligent you don't have monkey brain you're very intelligent no i have monkey brain and i appreciate that though but like i'm able to identify when it's monkey brain talking because if you can if you know when it's talking you can look at it and ignore it you can say oh that's monkey brain don't don't listen to that guy he doesn't know what he's doing listen to Mm. human brain human brain knows how to act in society human brain knows how to fit in and make things work and be a good person there you go interesting to me because i don't know if all of you men talk but you're not the only dude that i've heard like describe their thoughts like that it's called different things sometimes but like it must be i think we're all kind of wired similarly i think men and women are wired differently but have the same inputs i don't know we're very simple creatures i'll admit that humans yeah (laughs) i would say we're very complex creatures but um yeah, no, I actually, I actually agree with you more than what I said. We are insanely complex and nothing makes a lot of sense. I just like to think of it as simple. It probably just makes it easier. It is. Well, it's easy to think about what is like, um, what did I say? I, I used to say this. I don't know if I believe it now. I used to say life is hard, but it's simple. But I don't think I believe that. And I used to say it sort of in the way that There's no real easy path in anything. Relationships are not easy. Friendships are not easy. There's going to be work involved. Your work and creating money and success is not easy. Survival is not easy in most circumstances. You have to do things for it. But it's simple because you you can literally break down if I do this, if I do X, Y happens. And that's it. And if you can deduce everything into that relationship, you've got a path forward for everything. But it's not always that simple. It's not. Yeah, you're saying like some people can like see the consequence. Right. Like your actions, I guess. But but you can't control any other human but yourself. And that those are the other factors, especially in business. Like that's the one thing people like to do. They want to break down. If I do, you know, if I if I make so many sales calls, if I say these words, if I do this, if I type these words out, if I'm here at this time, I'll create more money. I'm like, no, you fucking won't. No, you won't. You absolutely won't. There's no there's no control over the 10,000 people you're going to interact with this year. You do not control them. Just be yeah. decent and hope and have really good relationships with your family. Well, you're not in sales, right? I technically do really work in sales, yeah. But, I mean, so it's sort of like an advisory role. Everyone I work with calls it sales. I don't think of it as sales, though. Mm. Because I was saying today how, like, um, I'm so sick of, like, having to, like, um, like sell my marketing. Like, even after I've gotten a client, like, I've ha- I have to, like, sell them on why it's working instead of them just being, like, it's working and, like, letting me do my job. Um, I'm, like, so overdoing that. I'm, like, I the numbers are here. I hate explaining to them to you every month. They're working. Can't you just be, like, okay, they're working? Does it? <laughs> Does it feel very impersonal to you? Um, in some ways, it just feels like I'm the enemy and they're like constantly arguing with me on whether I'm doing my job right when they don't they don't they don't know anything about marketing. You know what I mean? 
Um, so I don't know if it's impersonal, less kind of feels like detached. Like they think they know more than me just because they run a business, but like, I'm not a, technically a part of their business. I'm just like a outsourced, right? Yeah. I think the problem and, and I see it within company because, because you work with like agency marketing. I've always only worked in company marketing. Mm. So it's a lot easier for us to argue with someone in company that the marketing is working because we can have such consistent and random meetings that when they're complaining about like the numbers, even though they don't know what the numbers mean, I have that time to sit there for half an hour and be like, redact the name. I have told you this five times. Yeah. The process, this is how it works. Let's do a Zoom meeting. I will literally show you my screen and I will explain it to you. I feel like it's a lot freaking harder to do that when you're outsourced because you don't have that same communication standpoint where you can just legitimately go into their office and sit next to them and be like, look, it is working. Let me teach you how it's working. And there is like a, there is like a want for me to teach them. Like I want to show them, but like, there's a reason where they're outsourcing us because right. they, they can't afford to be that hands-on with it to keep it in house. Do you know what I'm saying? Exactly. So like the communication isn't going to be phenomenal and we try our best to communicate as much as possible with these clients. But every time they're running a business and then they blame us when we're not like on top of them. And I don't want to have to babysit anyone anymore. I'm so tired of it. <laughs> is it a translation um, issue or what's, I'm, I'm just curious. This is a world I don't deal with. Um, it's, I don't think it's a trick. Well, I think it might be a translation issue, I guess. Like Kelsey was saying, she has to like explain it to these people, like what, why it's working and what it's working. And I'm assuming you're explaining it to somebody who understands your company really well, obviously, but also has like, yeah, has like the brain for it, um, without sounding rude. Sometimes I'm explaining it to a 70 year old man who has a flip phone. There's a lot of translation to go through before you get to Google. Yeah. And they, like, I got emailed the other day, like my client, her Google, like her, um, like her boxes were X'd out, looked like her font wasn't downloading properly on her hard drive and she just needed to clear her cache. And she emailed me a screenshot and said, Hey, can you help me fix this? I'm like, you're not it though. Am I? And that happens all the time. I get treated as glorified tech support right. all the time. It just feels not good. So I wonder, I and I, I do empathize with that because I deal with a lot of older business owners as well. Um, I, I wonder how long it will take for us in our mid twenties to get outdated because yeah. it is just moving faster and faster and faster. Well, I wonder if we ever will, because like, it's different for us from us versus them. Like they really didn't grow up with any of this. Sure. You know what I mean? In some ways we like grew up with like it. I don't know. And especially the generation younger than us, like maybe it'll never get to that point. Cause we'll, they'll always be able to adapt. But like, you know, the saying like you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Like maybe it's just broken because they didn't have it from a young age. Like, I think it's just that our generation is so good at knowing how to research what we need. Like, yeah, no offense to older generation, but they don't know how to research anything. Well, they just ask. 
They'd always pick up and a phone and call someone. That the only person is going to have the answer. Right. They always make you pick up the phone, John. Well, the, no, the, yeah, they always assume that the phone is the best answer. I got into an argument with this about with one of my managers the other day. I was working on an ad. I was working on an advertisement for this uh, event that we have coming up. They got this whole back cover, and they were like, "Oh, we have this eight by eleven inch advertisement." I'm like, "Okay, that's huge." Um, and they were like, "Blah blah blah," and they were like, "Yeah, just call me, and I'll give you the details." I was like, "No." You need to email me. You need to send me the um, PNGs. You need to send me the AI. You have to send me the, like, you guys need to understand that nothing is on the phone anymore. Everything is on the computer. And so this generation has this thing with calling and they're just like asking questions and I'm like, no, go on Google. Yeah, like Google is free. Like you are asking me a question that I'm going to Google while I'm on the phone with you. Yeah. We're like, it's, I feel like it's, it's, it's tiring. It's exactly how I feel. I feel like I'm like teaching my mom how to use an iPhone half the time. It's funny because you're, I mean, you're the way that you guys work, it makes perfect sense for it to be mostly digital because you're dealing with a lot of files and a lot of information that has to be transferred digitally. It's not something that can be explained. My world, which is still stuck in the eighties and I'll swear by it, commercial real estate, everything has to be done pretty much over the phone with communication. And it's just because it's an industry that is not adapted yet. And we will be the last ones to ever adapt. It is what it is and I'm okay with it. But as we're entering a digital age entirely, Silver, back to your point, I wonder if there's a new threshold that we cross and it's like, you know, we grew up with the internet, we understand it, we have a baseline to work with, then we're gonna move into web three and AI. And those are gonna be the baselines you deal with. And for us, it's like, I type something in, they're like, no, what are you talking about? We use our eyeballs to, I, I mean like random example that probably won't come true, but we, we think something into our implant and it does this, and that's it, probably a crazy way of thinking it, but you get what I'm saying, there's a new, there's a new normal and the new normal is what cuts the earlier generation, the later generations off. Maybe. I don't I know. I mean, we won't know until we get there. Right. And who knows when that happens? And I'm not willing yeah. to bet on it. Mm -hmm. I think we just have to keep an open mindset as you keep aging. Because so. look at those old grandpas on TikTok. Yeah. I they all do it. Like, Oh, I don't, I can't remember the group right now. I think it's like Fab Four or something. And they're like these four old gay men old like 80s and 90s like chilling there in their house they have a tiktok with a, uh, with a huge following mm -hmm. and they are running it just fine mm -hmm. a lot of this i think you're open to continue learning which i feel is the problem and you know we make fun of it with boomers and things like that like they don't want to learn nah they don't want to learn how Excel works they don't want to learn how an ipad works they don't want to use an iphone fine don't use it but then don't complain and then get bothered that you have to ask the new generation of whiny kids every little question every 10 minutes. And that annoy us when we view it as really simple. Yeah. It sounds- As long as you age with an open mind, you will be totally chilling when the new generation comes. Wise words. Well, it's funny because it sounds so simple when you put it that way, but I actually, I agree. And and my evidence is that a lot of the a lot of these older folks, I know we made fun of Kevin O'Leary recently, um, earlier today, but so like him and Cuban, Mark Cuban, 
they fully attribute their success to we are open to new ideas and that's what we do we continue learning and if something new happens we break it down elon musk great example like him or hate him he's got this really scientific way of looking at it that says i'm gonna break it down from square one and if square one equals two equals three equals four we're good but one does not equal three and we can't jump there which is Mm. Which is what I think a lot of times happens. You say, look, this is how we've always done it. This is how we're, it's going to be done. There's no other way to do it. And you're like, that's not true. There's not always just one way to do it. I think you just have to be open to learning. Both sure. of my grandmas have iPads. And they use it perfectly fine. They know how to work Chrome. They have social media. They FaceTime their family in Cuba. Like, just have an open mind and you won't be stuck. I agree. But maybe also a critical mind. I don't know. I, I so I and I say that because I if think your mind is too critical that it's holding you back, you're messing up. Too critical, yes. But uh, open but critical is good. And I look at TikTok for this because TikTok is not good for the human race. And I'll swear, I swear by that. It is so bad for us. Oh my god, it's horrible. And we're just letting you it consume us. Really influenced if social media is ruining your life. It's yeah. not ruining my life. I don't have it. It's ruining the lives of people around the country who just cannot get off of it and are handing so over. You guys work in it. You have a different mind. You don't, I'm talking about people who don't work in marketing, who don't see the strategies behind all of it. Just yeah. genuine, normal consumers. And you know, because you can reach those people easily and you do every Social day. Social media is actually a really wonderful tool. Like aside from the marketing, I think it is a beautiful tool. I agree with you. I keep up with a lot of my friends that way every day and you can meet new friends you find information much quicker now you can learn about things that probably would never have been in your grasp because it's not in your community but it's on the online community you You see things you would have never seen like the stuff that comes up on my for you page like amazing yes of course we always talk about like the curation of like what your for you page is and that's usually where the issue lies like some people just end up getting a for you page that's very detrimental to them. And I have no clue like, how they got there. Because they like it though. I do think some people, once they get there, they're like, this is it. This is all yeah. I need. And, and then they that's the problem. It's not social media. Cause I, I'm going to be completely honest with you, John. I've been on Facebook and Twitter since I was like in sixth grade. Mm-hmm. I've never had one issue. Not one. Someone bullied me, block. Never thought of it again. Like, mm-hmm. it didn't seem that hard when I was 11. It doesn't seem that hard now. Like, if I see something that makes me feel weird on social media, I usually mute the page. If I see someone being, like, racist or sexist on their profile, I'm like, I don't want to see that anymore. I'll just, I'll, I'll silent them or, like, I'll unfollow, block. A lot of people get mad at social media, but really at the end of the and i get why you know it's not great i've done a lot of papers on the like how it ruins the likelihood of so many young women and even men because they try to get into these aspirational physiques that that are not real and at the end of the day they you can curate your social media really well and it can be a really great tool if you let it get away from you and it goes bad then yeah get off of it sure i understand that but don't blame yeah yeah you can make it a safe space you don't like my twitter people complain about twitter twitter is my safe space i go on there and i'm having a great time yeah 
I have like an anime TikTok. That's like the only TikTok I really spend way too much time oh, on. Nice. Love that. But see, amazing example. You do that shit for yourself. Yeah. If it's making you feel bad, you you fucked up somewhere liking something that probably you shouldn't have liked. Yeah, well, like, what? it's like it's never made me feel bad, though, because it's always talking about shit I like. Because yeah. I curated it to, if it's a, if a, if a video comes up on that for you page that is not about like anime or related to that type of like culture i swipe and then for you page knows it's yeah. like nice actually i don't know in the past i've talked about trimming your twitter like a bonsai tree and i do fully agree with that if you if you are on good terms with the algorithm and you understand it you can train it which is a good thing you'll get more of what you want i more so really just take issue with the mentality these companies take and the targeting that happens. And the problem is humans are not perfect creatures. We are very, very, very imperfect and we have a lot of faults and social media tends to amplify your biggest qualities. So if you are, if you have a tendency towards healthy behaviors, it will amplify that. If you have a tendency towards unhealthy behaviors, because we are not perfect, we're very bad at doing these things. It will 100% amplify that and almost help you along that path. But that's not social media's fault. Correct. It's human it's it's human nature's fault. And so what I'm what I'm sort of getting at is that we need to be very careful in the technological age of how fast we progress. We're just not Are evolved. You, that you think social media peer pressures people? Because that's like kind of what you're describing. Like, I don't like think that social media peers pressure people. Yeah. Because, so, like, I stopped hanging out with people because I realized the bad behaviors I was partaking in with them was a community-based problem. Like, just stop. You need to just stop and walk away. But it took me a long time to realize that. With, like, a social media thing, too, dude. Same, same culture. And that's, and that's a good point. And that's a good point. So I think it, I think what it really comes down to is censorship is bad and I'm fully on board with that idea and we should not censor things. We should let people explore whatever they want and do their thing. The only thing that is bad is when an addictive platform actively pushes someone towards an action. And the problem is that's super debatable because there's no, there's no, there's, there's no message that pops up on your screen and says like, oh my God, you should go do this. Like you should do this right fucking now. Like do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. It's very subliminal. It's very subliminal because you'll just keep seeing it and seeing it and seeing it over and over. And then it's up to but you. Again, it's not. That's it, just curated to the person. Right. But that's the issue. We're weak. We're not good at this. We're so bad at this. It could be a good thing too. It could be a good thing. It could if you love charity and puppies. Absolutely. Not really? Okay. It doesn't necessarily... We'll give an example, right? Mm -hmm. People are saying Facebook is the devil because all of our parents were suddenly Republican, boomer, crazy people because of Facebook, right? Sure. Sure. My, my mom is a Democrat. That lady loves their Facebook. But you know what? She's never had anything crazy like Republican on her Facebook. And when she does, you know what she does? Block. Oh, Chelsea, I unfriended our cousin. Okay, mom. Like... That's it. She didn't want to see something. She took it off. But if you look at the news, Facebook is technically pro-Republican. Mm -hmm. Facebook's pro whatever pisses people off. One person, but, but you curate that to your liking, that they yeah. all suddenly happen to be on there. That's fine. 
But that doesn't mean the profile is going to make, that doesn't mean the social media is going to make you Republican. You're right. So the, the computer doesn't, the computer doesn't think on its own. The computer puts things in front of you that fit with its code and its code is designed to make you do more of whatever you tell it to do. Right. Right. We we act on things that make us angry much more often than we act on things that make us happy. I don't know if that's, yeah, that's a personal thing. Yeah. There's some research behind that. I'm going to look into it because I just don't have it and I don't feel confident defending that that point. Again, I'm going to bring it back to books, but there Do are it. books that come up my For You page that if I didn't see them three or four times, I wouldn't read them. Right. And then they're my favorite book, you know? So it's not just charity and puppies and anger over happiness things that piss you off i do think that sometimes people purposefully put out content that will piss people off because they know it'll drive like engagement of course and of course maybe i could use andrew tate as an example i don't want to get political but i do think that he's a gotta be pretty smart the biggest troll on the planet and <laughs> he's a good troll I, I, I feel like he is drinking his own Kool-Aid though, but yeah. my, <laughs> my point there is that like, I think that he curated the space for people to like receive his toxicity and then, you know, either hate on him or agree with him. And then they argue in the comments and that creates so much more interaction for him. And then he gets paid. So he is using that hate and a good, and for the good things and the bad things, you know what I mean? He's using it for the people who agree with him who might be sexist and he's also agree he's also getting the people who hate sexism to argue in the comments right um but yep. that doesn't mean that that person that's commenting about hating sexism and like you know disagreeing with whoever or starting a fight um is like now like forever changed you know i think they've just like picked a fight on tiktok which and i've done will probably forget the conversation in like two days yeah. No, your point's yeah. very good. It's it's one hundred percent. It's you're targeting both. Uh, you're playing both sides by doing your best game. That's exactly what you're doing. I think that if you, John, I would love to see you do this. Download a TikTok. Started watching TikToks, and if something pissed you off, you said nope, and just like only, 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 only gave your attention to the things that you know objectively made you happy or made you laugh or like you should. You know. So the only and reason. Then, we watched your For You page together. So, I think we could change your mind. So the only reason I won't do that is because do you know what TikTok's operating agreement has in it? Oh, you're one of those. Kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, no, he won't download it. It has this Got giant it. paragraph that says if you click it's accept. It's really not TikTok for him. It's, it's just on a burner phone. <laughs> yeah. It's if, the privacy agreement for him. Guys, if you click that. Reels. Chelsea and, so and Silver. If you click this button, it allows your phone and every single device through the network that it communicates on to immediately translate information to TikTok, USA, and by definition, the Chinese Communist Party. That's literally what it does. Every China knows I read smart, Chelsea. <laughs> I, I don't care about that. I care about my banking information. I just don't, I don't want um, any. China knows I got $3 in my bank. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I got more at risk than you do, apparently. Holy cow. I don't know. I just, ah, oh. uh, you know, I got five. Okay. John's portfolio is huge. I don't, China. I don't, China. I really don't like the idea of just. to this right now. Of course. Yeah. There's China no doubt. China's our biggest fan. Dude, you got we got Ping Chong Wang over there listening to it, and that's okay. I'm fine with that. John, I think I think you need a burner phone. 
I don't need a burner phone. I'm not. Any need notes? Any iOS phone? I'm not a conspiracy theorist. Turn off location services. Don't let them track your pixel. You'll be fine. I'm okay. I'm okay with you. I understand how little freedoms we have. I'm I am perfectly aware of that, and I'm okay with it. It is what it is. We've given them all away, and we're fine. I just don't like the idea of it reading my brain. I really don't. It's not going to find much, but. You sound crazy paranoid. Why? I don't think I do. It's not going to read your brain. What's in your brain is staying in your brain, babe. Nah, my brain's not that complicated. It doesn't take that much to read. I'm positive China is over there trying to steal your money right now. They really do not like America, and they're trying their damnedest. But it is what it is. Did you guys see the balloons? Yeah. Are we talk about aliens on this podcast? I love aliens. I'm all for it. I have some heavy lore on aliens. Let's go for it. I'm in. Please. I'm, I'm all, in. I've read the Fermi Paradox 20 times. I'm all in. Silver? What what alien lore do you have for us? Yeah. Oh, What's your insider so, information? I'm ready. In in college, I did um, a, a student like exchange thing where a bunch of us went to Puerto Rico for 10 days and uh, we each had topics. So me and my communication partner, because I was a communication degree, um, picked tourism in Puerto Rico and how we could capitalize off of their heavy, like um, the alien culture in Puerto Rico, how we could capitalize off that to bring tourism back to Puerto Rico. I had when when my professor approached me with this thesis, I had no clue that there was huge alien propaganda BS in Puerto Rico. But do you guys know what the Arecibo like uh, satellite is or the Arecibo dish is? Nope. So in like the eighties, fact check me, but maybe in maybe maybe in the 90s, um, Arecibo is this giant satellite. It's literally as big as a football field. It sent a message up in space. And that was the first time the US tried to communicate with something extraterrestrial, like tried to like communicate. You know what I mean? So it's sending a message up in space. Do they ever get an answer? The Arecibo engineer I talked to said, yeah, they had the aliens under the satellite. Um, was he kidding? You decide. But I, so we went to Puerto Rico and we interviewed people who had like real abduction stories, like real, like we talked to a mayor of a town, like you're a mayor and he had a real abdu an abduction story that he was like, yes, I will tell you about it. Like everyone in this town kind of has like an extraterrestrial run-in story. Um, and we interviewed like a whole bunch of people and there's a whole documentary made about it, but it was crazy to hear all these people telling like similar accounts in like different parts of Puerto Rico of like the aliens there's they saw or the spaceship they saw and like I don't think they got together and decided to all have one story but you know so think about crazy. it if you're an alien where do you go the islands that's exactly where you go that's where I would go but wait so I had this conversation with my family we think that the aliens are actually uh drum roll because we're just talking about it china my family a hundred percent thinks that aliens got here and this was like an argument we had at 12 at 12 at night but whatever um and we think that the reason china has so much old structure because if you really think about it they're one of the oldest countries continents whatever you want to call it besides africa at least that we like recognize and talk about their staple, like the Great Wall and blah, blah, blah. 
I was like, why did they get that? And North America over here ain't got shit. Mm -hmm. Because the aliens started off over there. And that's why they have the pyramid. I mean, well, South America has pyramids too. But Pangea, that the aliens were here around then. Um, and I just, I'm telling you, man. Dude, they I believe that. The aliens, they're coming here now because they're curious. But they've been in Asia, and they've been in South America, and they've been in Africa. And that's why now we're getting all the videos, because everything on on the videos is America. Have you guys noticed that? Yeah. We're also big, young babies, I feel like, compared to, like, the other countries. So maybe they're like, what's up with them? Dude, Let's go we're, see. We're so new. We are so new compared to the rest of the it's world. scary how new we are, and I think it is so interesting. I really do. Like... What took us so long? Did you guys watch Ancient Apocalypse on Netflix? I have it on my watch list. It's interesting. Graham Hancock got like, he's the guy who recorded it. He got super, absolutely like discarded by the entire archaeological world. And it's interesting because he is, he's a little kind of nutty, just like a little bit. But he his points are really good. And he does this gigantic study of... um these archaeological dig sites and basically carbon dates all this stuff and what they find is that humanity is probably a lot older than we thought it was so the deeper you go the more you start to find evidence of and i don't want to spoil it it's a wonderful series highly recommend it you start to find these this evidence that there's been probably a couple extinction periods that were not just the uh the ice age there there's been a couple times where we've had some sort of run-in with something whether it be a comet shower an ice age aliens anything like that and it it essentially erased whatever was on earth reset us back and then you've got another ten thousand years till we get to where we are now like a big bang but like multiple big, big bang might yeah. be a little extreme because that was the whole universe beginning but yes your <laughs> point your point is correct Okay, listen, because this was an argument we were having and this is why I think the aliens started in China. Sure, go ahead. The oldest skull like ever was just found this year back in September. Yeah, and it is 1.1 million years old. Yeah, like how the fuck did they make the pyramids if they didn't have computers? There's no way. That's a long here's time. And here's the issue on why I think it's aliens because or it could also just be a different species because they do have a study that they believe there were different species of humans living here at the same time kind of like how there's different species of dogs living here at the same time like there was humans doing that we live alongside so they think that this skull was either of course an alien which we would love to believe or it is a new species of human and they are like now working on making a different name for it and all that we had like the little people on that island and off i think it was like new zealand something like that or the like I forget. There were big people and little people, and there was all these different things. I, it's crazy the, the further you dive in. The are huge. Like, the eyes look like... Obviously, this is not a video content. I apologize to everyone listening because I'm doing a stupid thing right now. But the eyes are, like, the size of... Um, oh, my God. What is this called? Cue balls. Like, the size of cue balls when you're playing pool. Oh, I've like, got, pool. I've got okay. my specs on. Got it. Silver, like, this, should be, your, this should be your boomerang. Like, the eyes, you're cool. saying, like, the bone? Like, the... Yeah, like, the... Okay, it was literally the size of a cue ball. Interesting. But they think it's because they were just really big people. Mm. Which technically, I guess I've heard about before that they think we were like giants and we just kept getting smaller. Think about Bigfoot. Right. It, all it would take is like a different type of human that was maybe a little bigger and a little hairier. And all of a sudden, we've got Bigfoot. 
so you think it could have just been another human species and we were like mm -hmm. Bigfoot. Yep, and I think we lived alongside them for so long, and then they just started dying out because they weren't like evolutionary. No, proper. they're like lore. Yeah, I don't know. I I love this shit. I could go yeah, so. That's deep a really that. interesting point. I've actually never heard that before. Oh, yeah, no. shit, that's a good theory if you think about it. It's just a dying out people. I mean, it was, it was the it, the uh what the the Neanderthals basically. It was like probably like a Neanderthal that was walking around, and they're like, oh shit, that guy's seven foot tall. The rest of us are like five two at best. Uh, holy cow, <laughs> like, what is that? Yeah. And then they evolved huh. into Native Americans, and that's where they are. That's actually a valid theory. I don't yeah. know. I mean, shit was way different back then. The earth was well, different. Because I think like about fairy tales and how they've transcended over time or like tales. Okay, no, people just had bad vision and there was no glasses. Right. <laughs> and they were like, there's a group of really tall, hairy people living in the whatever. We're calling that Bigfoot. Yeah. Sasquatch. <laughs> Sasquatch, yeah. Or like the Chupacabra dude. Did you think I'm about not going to lie, though. I feel like a lot of lore could just be argued by someone with bad vision. Do you imagine how many people had awful fucking vision for the entirety no, of their lives? Scared. I don't think it was a Loch Ness Monster. They saw, like, a really big snake. The guy didn't have glasses. And he was like, oh, my God, it's a Loch Ness Monster. No, no, sir. You probably just saw, like, a tail. Or a fish. Well, Matt, yeah. Matt will talk about this. We bred this. We bred this sure. in because Matt, Matt's point was like, we had perfect vision and then we invented glasses. And then all of a sudden people who couldn't see could reproduce. And, and then like now all of a sudden everyone's vision is terrible. And I said, Matt, that's a really, really cold scientific way of looking at it. But also I think you're probably right. <laughs> we would have bred it out in two generations. Oh, what's that called? Survival of the fittest by getting glasses. Yeah. We're saying like, um, it's part of it. Natural selection. We cheated natural selection by getting glasses. We, so like, um, I think about a peanut allergy, dude. Well, so allergies and commercial farming definitely negated natural selection. There's no doubt. Sorry. It's true. Or like, have you guys, I mean, you've read Bridgerton, like being allergic to bumblebees, like his dad got stung by a bee at like 50 and died. Like you've never been stung by a bee before, dude. Like, imagine if you are allergic to bees and you don't know it your whole life because, like, you don't have the, the technology to know it and you just get stung and die and your family is like... the fuck happened? <laughs> Tiny little, you know? Or when I was in elementary school, I knew somebody who was severely allergic to ants. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and she, like, got bit by ants, had to go to the hospital and, like, almost died. Right. And, like, I think about, like, how do you... She yeah. would have been toast 100 years ago absolutely yeah. toast well like natural selection has never been weaker ever than today ever it is gone we've 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 literally killed natural selection it's done um but what about covid God, covid put a dent in it but then we basically were like hey we're just gonna overload the hospitals and spend our country's entire budget keeping you all alive that was it Technically, you could cheat natural selection for COVID if you got a vaccine. I guess. I mean, sort of. But that would be the cheating. That's, code that's for the cheating. COVID. <laughs> yeah. It's so, I hate to tell you guys this, but I got vaxxed and then I got COVID. So. Oh, me too. Yeah, no, absolutely. But I think that was the point. Doesn't even work. I wouldn't have done it in the first place, but it is what it is. It's all bullshit. 
mean, I didn't see any harm in doing it, but I got COVID anyways. But also I knew that if I got COVID, regardless of the vaccine, I would be fine. We, and I, I we, am fine. We would have so. literally evolved past it without anything. It would have been okay. I, I probably yeah, would have helped. been fine because of my thing, but the vaccine def helped. I don't... I think it did help too, honestly. Yeah, I, bro, I already have an inhaler, okay? I didn't need COVID to mess that up more. Silver, I know you were, but I don't, Chelsea, you may have been in Miami at this point, but as soon as this, this stuff all happened, we were probably both in Fort Myers and the entire city, the entire city had it within the first week, twice, yeah. <laughs> twice in one week. And then we yeah. all looked at each other and we're like, we're good. Like we literally were good. The 80 year olds got it. I didn't get it. I probably did. There's no way I didn't. I never stopped leaving my house. Like I never, I never paid attention to anything. I stopped. I was like, dude, I'm 22 years old. I do not give a shit about your guidelines. I am unstoppable. I get COVID in Vegas. Well, it's oh, Vegas is a My parents got COVID in Vegas. Bacteria. A oh. nasty town. I had oh. to go for work, man. Oh. It wasn't my choice. She goes, it's a nasty town. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> you see some interesting things out there in Vegas. And considering I went for work, I didn't want to see some of those things with my manager. Uh, that's like new yeah. york like my first time in new york i looked around and i was like this is a bacteria breeding ground there's so many people no wonder everyone got sick no wonder everyone's still getting sick we're all around each other constantly you're probably sick before covid i try i'm trying to convince my boss right now to go to vegas for a show but i don't think she's gonna go for it i really want to go party with our clients Ooh, that'd be fun it's not an excuse it's not a reason for her to go for for her for me, I want to go because yeah. I want to party with our clients. For Silver, it'd be it. a great time. Yeah. Valid. Yeah. I think Plus, Ve I'm really good at Vegas would be interesting because Vegas is like the gambling capital of the world. I love gambling. I do too. I think it's a lot of fun. Maybe we gamble, but the shows are really cool. The shows we are really cool. We should do too. a feel-good finance trip. I am so in. Are you? Are you naming yourself part of the show, which I'm not opposed to? I don't need to be a part of the show. Oh God, I can get another girl on this show. That's you, an option. You can come on whenever you'd like. Do you guys do it every Thursday? Well, hey, we're looking for a fourth because you know, fucking Joey. <gasps> don't badmouth him. He'll listen to this. He's Actually, my, no, he won't. He's related to me. I can do that. Yeah, you're he's right. Your cousin. He's, he's, he's related to you. How? He's my cousin. I love him to death. He's the best. He's so I. Whenever I first started doing he does this, have like a lot going on. I know he's busy and he's also got a relationship and a house and all that and family and all that, but whatever. So when I first started this, it was just kind of me doing shit. And I was like, this is fun. I'm getting a lot of people that are talking to me. I'm having a good time. Joey, I love talking to you. Come do this with me. And I kind of brought him on. It was a good time. We did the thing. And then I brought Matt on. And then I was like, who else do I like talking to? And so I brought Chelsea on because I love talking to her. And I, Matt and Chelsea are great because they both disagree with me on everything. And it's so much fun. And then it was kind of like, all right, can we bring guests on? Can we do other stuff? And then you're here. And it, it, the point of this is that life is really not simple. Like I said before, it's complicated and hard. Mm -hmm. This is an awesome hour and a half in my week that I get to talk to people who disagree with me about stuff and put some really awesome perspectives in front of me. It's fun. Yeah. Oh my God, it's fun. That's a fun I way like to argue. I do not always disagree. Just like 80% of the time. We just disagree. Like right now. <laughs> we agree on the important <laughs> stuff. 
I think. I, I, I think. I feel like um, that's exactly how I feel about book club too. Maybe there's like a crossover episode in our future. You come hang out in book club with us, John. I would love yeah. to. That'd be fun. We'll make you read the book. You need to give me I a four four months you. notice. I am. I swear to God, the slowest reader you've ever met. All you have to do is read one book that we've all read, and then we can just do like a special episode where we all talk about a book. He's read Percy Jackson. I've read all Percy them? Jackson. Yeah, all of them. That was a long time ago. Maybe when the show comes out, we should do like a group reread. I could do that. That'd be fun. I love that, actually. I mean, so the, or I swear, I will swear by this. The early 2000s were the ultimate young adult fantasy era. It was perfect. It was so good. And the storytelling yeah, was outstanding. Adult kids are not getting the good shit that we did. No, they're getting whatever's popular and makes money, which is bullshit. But they're they all I feel like younger people are reading like the the non-young adult stuff earlier. Like I will still read Percy Jackson at this age, but I'm not sure I would have picked it up or like Harry Potter, I would have picked it up. Like, you know what I mean? Do, I don't know if I'm making a good point. Do you understand what I'm trying well, to say? I, mean, yeah. I feel like now when I go to stores, the young adult section is smaller. And then on top of that, I'm seeing kids like kids, these little girls. I went to Barnes and Noble this weekend. There was like a fourteen-year-old girl next to me, basically grabbing the same book I was, and I was like, "Oh shit!" I was like, "I don't uh -huh. think you're reading this spicy book." But like I, like, I guess what happened one summer is really spicy, like quite graphic. I mean, it's not really spicy, but it's graphic. And yeah. these like girls in high school who were talking about homecoming were picking up that book, and I was like. But we don't understand at that age. So my favorite series of all time is called the Night Angel Trilogy. It's outstanding. It is the best fantasy on the planet. I'll swear by it. And I know people disagree with me on that. I'm okay with it. The, the thing is, I read it when I was 13, 14, 15, and probably into 16 at this point. And I didn't understand a goddamn word of it. I was like, holy cow. None of these words make sense to me. And then you read it as an adult and you're like, oh, oh, there's a lot of sex in here. <laughs> but... Um, you don't care sorry, about that. What's it called again? The Night Angel trilogy. It's really good. I'm putting it on our Google Doc. It's so yeah. good. Assassins I, and drama. And it's so Chelsea and I have talked about this briefly, and I'll bring it up and then I'll shut up. Um, I think sort of the best way to write a book is to kind of combine show writing, playwriting, and general prose. And in the way that you write a book like chapters are like scenes. So they keep your attention. The acting, which is the writing, like the conversation dialogue within the book is realistic and it makes sense. It flows and everything's structured to paint the picture of what's going on around you. And if you can combine those three elements, I think you've got a very engaging, fast moving book that people are going to like. That's how these are written. And they were written 10 years ago. There are definitely some books that will always be good though. I agree with you. I think that you'll hear it in that podcast, Chelsea, if you started it, they like really emphasize the timelessness of Percy Jackson and like how like the lessons they learn are so like universal, like reading it as a child versus reading as an adult, like is really reflective. There are things that really impacted me then that don't bother me now. And then there are things that now that back then didn't bother me that now I'm like, wow, this is like really big brain thoughts, you know? And they're easy right. to consume. That's the biggest part. They're genuinely easy. Yeah, they are. Anyways, crossover episode. I will hang out on this podcast with you guys whenever you want. Just text me. 
You are more than welcome. I, I so like we were kind of going into it. I know we've been trying to get I've been trying to get Zane on so badly. I've got a good friend that I really love to have on. He's got a brand. He's a total go getter. But I was you know we're going into it and I'm like man Chelsea and I could absolutely talk for two hours about shit that doesn't matter. Let's bring Silver on. She's a lot of fun. I love being the fun one, guys. Come you are on. you are the fun one. It's definitely not me. I mean Chelsea's the oh looks. God. I'm Isn't I'm the brains. Personality hire. The, I am what? the personality hire. I could see that actually. You have a great yeah. personality. We need something to bring us up. Thanks. I could see that. Stop it. Like, don't make a token because I'm the the Latina woman. And I was just like, I don't like that. But that's what Mac called <laughs> You were the diversity hire. <laughs> no. I was the diversity hire. So we're all we're all from different branches. He's the Nepo baby, you're the diversity hire. <laughs> I wonder how he'll feel knowing John is our Nepo baby. You know what cracks me up? I can call him out here because we're related, so it's fine. He was like, he was like, hey, he was like, you know, I'm really curious about what your your podcast people look like. Like, can you can you show me a picture of Matt and Chelsea? And I was like, yeah, like, what were you thinking? And so I showed him a picture of Matt and he's like, oh, that's exactly what I pictured him look like. And I showed him a picture of you and he's like, I thought she'd be a lot heavier. I was like, what the fuck? She's gorgeous. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? And he's like, yeah, she's John awesome. really only hangs out with pretty girls. That's why I feel like I had to be his friend. That's exactly why you're here, Silver. <laughs> I am Can not. I sound heavy? I need people to let me know if I sound heavy. <laughs> you're just smart. And so he's attributing your like I... smart characteristics to being ugly. I've so. known you for so long. I literally don't know how you come up with that. I have no clue because I just, I've, I've, it's been what? That's monkey long? brain, John. That's I, monkey brain saying if she's smart and she has opinions, she's got to, there's got to be something wrong with her. She can't be beautiful too. He's a smart guy. I don't know if I'd give him that, but yeah, I mean, that probably is monkey brain. Huh. <laughs> hey, who was this anyways? It was my dad. <laughs> oh, hi, Mr. Cole. I'm not fat. Sorry I called your dad monkey brain. <laughs> no, no, no. That's perfectly fine. He needs it. He's definitely, he, he, he's probably feeling too good about himself. He met me. Was I fat when he met me? No, he knows you. <laughs> that's the funny part to me. <laughs> no, you've always looked great. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm dead. I'm muting myself. This has been You're fun. You're like, I'm done. This, is, like, this done, has been actually. fun. This might be wow. a good... What happened? Can't your dad insulted her. No, no, that. no, 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 no. It was just, it was, it was a casual observation. I thought it was hilarious. This is all I want to bring. She muted herself because she clearly thinks it's hilarious too. She's on the, <laughs> she's basically on the floor laughing. Aww, all right, all right. Composure, composure. Gorgeous. You just, you just did what I do in the. Have you ever seen White Chicks? Yeah, I like, love White Chicks. My favorite movie of all time. So when, <laughs> when he's in the changing room on the toilet you just did that's what i do that's that what you just did that's what i do on the floor laughing uh-huh. i had to compose myself and come back to it um since i needed a, i needed a second off the off the pod that's okay fine. that's <laughs> okay elect yourself it's oh good. that was the funniest thing oh that's good that's good it's good people don't expect me to look like this either if that makes you feel any better chelsea what do people think you look like yeah, I'm curious. I've always gotten, I've always gotten, she's way prettier than I thought she would be. Always gotten mm, that. You know what? Take the compliment, girl. So your voice is holding you back. Hmm? So your voice is holding you back. Oh, yeah. I feel like 
I have like the weirdest voice. Like I hear myself back and I'm like, that doesn't, is not how I thought I sounded. You don't, so, I've uh, never thought about that. I've never once thought, does Silver sound how she looks? Cause I think, I just think of you as one whole package and you just are what you are. So sweet. I guess. Yeah, I don't listen to this cause I don't like my voice. Mm. That's what I was telling you guys earlier. I was like, I've never once listened to my own podcast and I probably should. I'm sure I sound like a dickhead. <laughs> Dude, now I literally, my friend Olivia was like, what are you doing later? And I was like, oh, I had a date, but I canceled it. And she was like, so what are you doing? And I was like, I'm going on a podcast. She was like, send me it. And I was like, send this to anyone. This is just a nice hour of talking bullshit that no one I know needs to hear. Forget I don't want people to hear my voice. I don't want people to perceive me. Yeah, don't perceive me. Forget venting. Come on my podcast. It's a lot more fun. We should just pick topics to vent about. I honestly, you wanted to rename this. You should just rename it something you're venting. I have been tempted. I was thinking about the mission today, and I was like, "Look, money's a thing that rules all of our lives, and I don't think it needs to in the way that it does now. I think what we need to focus on is how we live our lives, who we live them with, and what we do, and that's the purpose of money. It's how we dictate our efforts and relationships, and so that's sort of." That's sort of still my mission, but also it probably should be renamed. I don't, I love the name Feel Good Finance, but it doesn't really fit anymore. It, it just doesn't. I mean, Feel Good Friends. Ah, there's so many people have said that and I just disagree, but it, you I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. It just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It'll come to me. It'll hit me. I'll be hammered on a Saturday night and it'll hit me and we'll go from oh. there. Friends meet John. If <laughs> Well, John has a ton of friends, Chelsea. I don't know if it's you know literally that. every person that comes on this podcast that is a guest, shout out to everyone that's done it, is John's friend. Dude, you want me to find The only reason we're on this podcast is because we're John's friend. Need, oh my God. That's, we should just John name it John's friends. I need, John's friends. I need more tequila John's for this. <laughs> John's friends. John's friends. John's friends. We're not John's doing friends. that. <laughs> no. John's friends. John's friends. Because it's it's all of us. It's not just me. I don't really matter. No, it's, but it's no. It's like the Cosby Show. John. I hate it. <laughs> I don't want to be the center. I hate being the center. Being center. I think almost everyone that's on this show can just agree that we are meeting because of you. Yeah. That doesn't matter it's though. It's part of the nominator, dude. I guess. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. Either way, I, I miss Matt. He he would actually I don't miss Matt for what we're doing right now because he would totally be banking on this and making fun of me constantly. Making fun of you for what? He would because be, he would agree to say John's friends. He would be um, on your side just making it worse. I think everyone but you likes would like John's friends, which is exactly why you should name it that. Mr. Cole, please let us know if you would like to be called John's friends. I feel like he wouldn't see the logic in that title. Yeah. Does your does your dad listen to this? He Once does. in a while. Hi, Dad. I really think that you need to call it John's <laughs> friends. And also, if you want to know what I look like, it's not heavy. <laughs> Muting. <laughs> Guys, we should stop. <laughs> We should have your dad on next. No, let's not do that. Let's not do that. Let's not do that. Wait, what? Come on. That's so funny. He can make a cameo. Oh my god, I would hate that. He will. He will refuse because he will. He won't want to say anything because if he says something stupid, he gets disbarred. 
Well, what we can do is just be like, you don't need to say anything. You just need to like call John on his facts. Be like, no, John, that's not true. Dude. No, John. And then we'll take it from there. So that reminds me of like, um, so do you guys know, <laughs> do you guys know who pardon, who pardon, pardon my take is? Yeah, it's the the Barstool podcast with the big cat and PFT. They're really funny. I also I used to listen to it. I don't listen to it anymore. But so Dave Portnoy is the guy who runs Barstool Sports and he's well known for being an asshole. I think he's funny. I think he's actually a smart guy, but he does a lot of asshole things. It is what it is. It's his personality. My point is he's his dad's really funny. And um, so that's what they'll do. They'll just call Mr. Portnoy Sr. on the phone. You're like, Mr. Portnoy, what do you think about this? And he's got like a whole bunch of shit and it just cracks me up because that's what I'm envisioning. I'm just like, oh no, this is going to be a meme so quickly. Well, I do feel like your dad being a lawyer might be able to like answer some like like questions that I definitely have about like the legal system. So like maybe we could just bring him in on as that. Maybe we could. Like I said, facts are lame. <sighs> you and your dad are so different. So How different. does he deal with you? I'm a, I'm a um, <laughs> Everything is an opinion. All right. Hey. So <laughs> I don't even know where to go with this. I remember one. Nothing I mean, is fact. Everything is opinion. Everything I is think opinion. Your dad needs to come on on John's friends. And I'm sorry, I'm only gonna call the podcast John's friends from now on. Great. I mean we're all allowed to be wrong once in a while. <laughs> well, not me. Never. That's Never. Okay. All right. Fellas, I think it might be time to wrap it up. Okay, this was awesome. Silver, I love having you on. It's so much fun. It makes me laugh very hard. I love being here. So I'm going to call this one the silver lining. Nice. Eventually, I'm going to run out of silver puns, but it won't be for the next two to three guest appearances. Unless you want to come on more than that, but we'll figure it out. Perfect. I'll cap it at two to three. Got to keep the puns rolling. <laughs> awesome. Right. Unless your dad's on. Okay, Great. It's been a very it's been a very make fun of John centric episode, which I'm okay with. All right. See y'all next week. See ya. Bye.